Welcome to The Mortar and Pestle, a PCCA podcast where we discuss all things compounding and all things concerning independent pharmacy. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Delisio, North American Sales Director, and Sebastian Dennison, Clinical Compounding Pharmacist. Welcome, Compounding World, and welcome to the latest episode of A Mortar and Pestle, a PCCA podcast. Since we began to record this podcast, it's been obvious to us that we have tapped into technicians, pharmacists, sales reps, um, and quite frankly, any individual that's worked in the pharmacy. Over the last few weeks, we've had the chance to discuss our international seminar with some of our students who were in attendance at the seminar. And this year um, marked something quite impressive. We actually had over 13 pharmacy students that were present at the seminar and had a chance to discuss the podcast with us. And it was really impressive to see the fact that they were listening for that that amount of time. And uh, that prompted us to sit down and have a conversation and, and want to discuss compounding as it pertains to Pharmacy Institute. And with that being said, I'm obviously joined with Sebastian Dennison, my co-host. Say hey, Seb. Woohoo, we're back. We are back. And we are back with two phenomenal individuals that, are, that run our Pharmacy Institute program. And that's Dr. Bindu Batra and Dr. Jessica Mesa. So welcome to the podcast, guys. Thank you. Hello. Thank you. So like I said... Uh, something really impressive was getting the feedback from pharmacy students, knowing that they listen to mortar and pestle, they have a better understanding of what compounding is and some of the opportunities that are out there for them once they graduate. But more importantly, the fact that we are tapping into a different audience, and, and this is your essentially your audience, the individuals that you work with on a daily basis. So high level, uh, to give some of our listeners out there, especially our pharmacy students, describe what Pharmacy Institute is and, and the primary responsibility that you guys have. All right, sure. Um, so PCCA Institute has been around since um, the late 90s, and um, we're really thrilled that we get to work with pharmacy students all over the country. It started really with our relationship with the University of Houston, um, with whom we still teach compounding today. We still teach their um, P1 students introductory compounding, and then we work with students all over the country to hopefully add to their curriculum, you know, if they already have compounding, and some schools actually don't, um, and their students don't get to see a lot of compounding in the curriculum itself, so we want to just make sure that we are a resource for those students. So that's been a primary focus of what we do, because we feel that compounding is really important, and we want to make sure that the next generation is ready. So how long have you been doing this? I have been at PCCA for about 14 years, 12 of which have been at PCCA Institute. So it's safe to say that you've had a chance to meet tons of different students along the, the course of time, and more importantly, some of those members, or pharmacy students, I should say, have become members of PCCA? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say we teach about 800 students or so in any given year, and um, you know, a good chunk of them will come from University of Houston from the compounding course, but then we have students from all over the country, and it has been really nice to go to a lot of PCCA events and see students who have graduated, who have their own compounding pharmacies, or even just working for our members out there. You uh, touched on something quite interesting, and that was the, I'm not going to call it the removal of compounding from curriculum, but the fact that it has been quite limited over the course of time. Um, how do you feel the Institute plays a vital role in the development of customized medication, and what does this mean for most pharmacy students that are on the verge of graduating? 
I think what we do is really important in that a lot of curriculum do still have compounding as part of it, but a lot of times it's connected to pharmaceutics, which is important, but students are often left not understanding how this fits in practically in healthcare. They know that these dosage forms are out there, but the idea of specializing and creating something individualized for a patient may be kind of out of their their realm at, at that point. So the courses we offer, um, you know, we kind of take the curriculum piece out and have them come to us to really understand where this fits into healthcare today. And so students coming to us are generally excited about compounding, but want to learn more because the market's getting tighter and tighter. They're really looking to diversify and understand different areas of pharmacy. And I think a lot of them have recognized that independent pharmacy is kind of going back to our roots and providing that customized care. And that's really exciting to a lot of them. One thing that's always um, stood out to me is that a lot of these students definitely want to be engaged. They, they want to customize medication. They understand the importance from a healthcare point of view. Um, a lot of them might have a bit more difficulty getting their own business up and running in a very short amount of time. So how often is it that you would see students potentially learn a lot through your institute program, move forward, work with a chain store, and then potentially come back and ask for guidance or assistance to open their own independent community pharmacy? I think it happens more often than we necessarily even know because I think immediately after graduation, students are really focused on getting a job and being out there and you know paying bills and all of that. They want the security of you know something, an income coming in. But a lot of times they realize that that's not where their passion is or it's not what they expected it to be and they're not able to really feel as connected to the patients that they work with. So I think at that point they start searching and in that searching they sometimes come back full circle to us. So Jessica, you, you're part of the Institute. You've been with us for a couple of years now. Mm -hmm. um, you actually kind of came through this system and you came from a member store. So tell us a little bit about yourself and then tell us how your, your involvement has grown and, and some of the direction that you're now seeing in the future for our students. Yeah, so I, yes, I graduated from University of Houston. So Dr. Batra was actually my professor. Um, and then along my pharmacy career, I eventually found myself at a compounding pharmacy. And to be honest, I never thought that I would be in compounding. Um, my experience when I was in pharmacy school, compounding wasn't even in my thought process. Um, so I feel like one thing that I really enjoy being in the position that I am in is being able to just spread that knowledge and that education that compounding is a viable career option whenever pharmacy students get out and they're, you know, for their first job, basically. I think there's a lot of discussion within pharmacy schools about the markets being saturated and things like that. And, and so it's really, it feels good for us whenever we're speaking with students to share with them that this is an option for them. Um, they could own their own pharmacy or work for an independent pharmacy. Uh, but I really enjoyed, so like I said, I didn't think that I was going to be in compounding, but the moment that I started working at a compounding pharmacy, I was very pleased um, just with my experience there. For the, me, the biggest part was um, the patient interaction. Um, I like the pace of an independent pharmacy um, and being able to interact with patients basically more closely and help them uh, with their medications. Would you say that there's a, a unique skill set or character trait behind a student that does want to get involved more in compounding more so than another? 
Because in my opinion, in speaking with students, sometimes they either love this or it's just not up their alley. And is that something that's easily identifiable or do you see more so the individuals that fit a certain criteria? Well, I think the student that's ideal for this type of role is going to be the student that's looking for something different. It's, you know, they didn't get into pharmacy to just do one thing, but they really wanted to get a full picture of the patient, a really comprehensive look at what was going on, and really feel part of the healthcare team. So that's the beauty of compounding. If you're at a compounding pharmacy, you're not working in a silo. You're working with practitioners, you're with, working with other healthcare providers, and you're able to collaborate. And I feel like the student who's interested in collaborating is kind of the ideal candidate for this type of thing. And then, um, you know, to add to what Jessica was saying about school, you know, even when I was back in school, which was way back in the 90s, but um, back then we had compounding, but I think a lot of schools don't focus on the relevance of compounding. You're almost taught as if it's something historical, this is something people used to do, and so students take these courses and don't understand that this is still something they can make an impact with. And so that's what I love about our courses. I love teaching University of Houston, um, but I really love teaching the elective courses because those students are taking the time to see how pharmacy can be maximize for their patient. And so I think the students who come to us for those classes, it's an eye-opening experience for them because they are suddenly in the position to realize that this is really what pharmacy is about. It's like truly helping the patient meet needs that are not being met out there. And I think that's when they get excited and that's when they start looking to see what else we can offer. So that, that kind of leads right into the next question. You've, you've kind of set it up, which is perfect. Um, we have the set curriculum with University of Houston. And then we have these other programs. So which, what, what do these other programs entail? Because I, I know them, but many of our listeners don't recognize how many programs the Institute offers. Okay. So we have a, um, an introductory boot camp course that's offered to all pharmacy school students. So that is something that anybody in pharmacy school, pretty much at any point in their pharmacy school curriculum can take. And it's a baseline for us to kind of establish, you know, just kind of the basics of compounding. And then from there, if they're interested, we can go further into advanced and veterinary courses. We also have, um, and that's kind of what we cover with the University of Houston students, but it's a lot more extended. We also have a remote boot camp where we actually travel to the school as long as they have the facilities to kind of accommodate what we're trying to compound and work with. So we do that as well. And our advanced and vet courses, Dr. Messa handles most of those online pieces, but it's 10 weeks online with the two-day lab component. And that's really going to kind of set the students apart. You know, they're now going beyond just introductory compounding. They're really setting themselves up to have a niche within the market. And um, we really want those students to, to shine in terms of like just going into a compounding position having you know, a sense of comfort, knowing that they know what's going on and they're not starting from scratch. So Jessica, um, the advanced and the vet, what, what sort of topics do we touch upon? Because that's, we've done the baseline, we've got these students who are now invested and they're like, I wanna learn more. So where do we go with the advanced and where do we go with the vet? Because these are, these are truly kind of the, the meat and potatoes of, of compounding. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so within the advanced course, uh, we start off with kind of just getting an introduction into compounding again and understanding the regulations that are going on, which is very, very important within the world of compounding because it's constantly changing. Um, and then each module, for the most part, goes into different dosage forms. Um, so we, you know, we'll touch on ointments and paste. We touch on uh, powders and capsules, um, solutions and flavoring, just for a few examples. Uh, but we kind of, we, we follow along with a textbook as part of 
the course and within the textbook they're understanding and learning a little bit more about the pharmaceutics and what goes into formulas within these different dosage forms. Um, and then we also have a discussion aspect to it so we can kind of dive into real world events um, and articles that are being published right now that are going on within compounding so they can see what's going on basically. Um, and then within VET, we again talk about regulations in the beginning and then we dive into different species. Um, so that is really you know, interesting because every single species has its own different you know, common disease states and um, medications that would, would or would not be appropriate for them. And so um, VET is really fun because it's creative and you never know what you're going to get. I mean, I'm sure, you know, members out there that are working with vet uh, patients, they see that all the time. And, you know, usually they love, they love vet if they get into that specialty because of that, because um, you are making something new for a lot of different species out there. But um, yeah, so we basically introduce that to the students. And there are a lot of students that gravitate um, towards both of those courses. I think the biggest takeaway on you know our goal for the students after taking these two courses is that they feel very confident going into the compounding setting after graduation. And so they just do the 10-week online, or is there anything more? Yes, thank you for asking that. So there's actually a two-day lab component that is available at the end of each of those 10-week um, or courses and so that is really exciting because you know we get to get into the lab and start making some of the things that we talked about over those 10 weeks um, and there's a lot of really great speakers that are going to talk about you know different specialties within each area so yes the students get very excited about the um, lab component as well just to add to that, um, I think the other really great thing about those courses is that it brings a real-life perspective to compounding because when they're taking boot camp or even if they're taking a school curriculum course on compounding, they're really focused on dosage forms. They're not really seeing or thinking about the patient necessarily on the other side. And what we hope to accomplish with um, the advanced course as well as the vet course is to really have them kind of look at it from the side of a practicing pharmacist who has a patient on the other end. And so they're able to really kind of dissect, you know, the needs of the patient, the formulation itself, you know, what are the, you know, um, pros and cons of each dosage form to really create something specialized for them. And I think that those courses really are the ones that take these students to a different level because I know when I was in pharmacy school, you know, we did some compounding, um, but it was minimal. And um, I think at the time it felt like a history lesson, learning about the past and this is what people used to do. And I think for these students, what we're really showing them is what is out there, what are the needs of patients out there, and how they can really contribute to making it a better future for those patients. I'm, I'm putting myself in the shoes of our listeners, members of PCCA, individuals that run independent community pharmacies that actually compound. And I think about this program and I think about what it means to the future of the marketplace. If you can kind of walk us through how this is also relevant for PCCA members and individuals that have stores, if they are potentially looking for, for people that are right out of school that, that might be an applicable candidate, um, what else does the Institute try to do to facilitate the, the next stage of somebody's career? 
That's a great question, Mike. I mean, it's something that we, we struggled with for a long time because we were educating students and, you know, hopefully getting them ready for the future, but there was a disconnect between our membership knowing about them and us teaching these students. So um, a couple of years ago, we created a job board, and any student that comes through our introductory boot camp has access to that job board, and they can post um, their resume or CV to any posting. So our members will actually post jobs onto this board, which they can do from the members-only website, and then from there, a student can actually search by state or location and see um, what type of position they're looking for. So one thing I really want members to remember is that these are students that are looking at this board or possibly recent graduates. So, you know, you don't want to put a full-time tech position on there because more than likely that's not going to be something that these, these people are going to be looking for. So part-time technician um, jobs as well as compounding pharmacist jobs, pharmacy manager jobs, that's what they're looking for. And what we were hoping to do is that by having these students being able to connect with the members, we're helping the pharmacies, our PCCA member pharmacies, get the best staff that they can to really promote their business. So when a member looks at one of these um, applications, what's nice is that they can actually see how much training the student has had, whether they've taken boot camp or if they've taken the vet course or advanced. So if you're a member pharmacy that does a lot of hormone replacement, but you've been thinking about getting into vet, but don't know where to start, having a student that's had that training can be a real asset to your pharmacy. And you're, and you're also literally culling from the crop people who are highly motivated and have already been trained up, and so they're already competent in the lab, and so they at least have a good working understanding of what your pharmacy is going to be doing. So it's a brilliant decision. So kudos to the Institute for putting it together. Have you, have you seen a lot of traction with it? Do you get a lot of postings? Do you get a lot of uh, flow through? We do have a lot of postings. Um, timing is everything, so we just have to have a member posting at the time that a student or recent graduate is looking. So that can be you know, tricky, but it has happened and it's worked. One of my favorite stories is we had a student in South Carolina um, you know, utilizing our job board and ended up taking a position in, I believe, Idaho. So way across the country, but um, I think, you know, he, we saw him at one of the recent conferences and he's doing well and he's loving his job. So I thought that was really great for, you know, this job board to serve as the platform for him to get there. So now we've got baseline, we've got elective credits. What else, what else is the Institute offering? Because I've, I'm fortunate, I'm very privy to all of the programs that you have available but not all of our listeners do. So, and I know it's not just limited to the coursework. What else are we offering as a company through the Institute to students? So one of the big ones that we started um, this year actually was our ACT scholarship essay. So we have a PCC event called ACT where we're basically working with our legislators to make sure that the mission of PCCA and the mission of compounding is moving forward and especially from a regulatory perspective. And uh, this year we uh, in introduced um, a competition where students had the opportunity to write an essay basically sharing why you know legislation is so important and why being involved is so important with all of that. And and so we um, had our first winner um, this year from the University of Texas at Austin, and he um, won the competition and got to go to this ACT conference in Washington, D.C., which was a really unique experience because he is um, interacting with, you know, PCCA staff as well as legislators out there. So it was a really great way for him to make connections and see what a difference you know, just as a pharmacist that's involved, you know, how you can get out there from that, from that forum, which is not something typical in the pharmacy world. And so are there any other programs that we should be looking at for our students? Or are we looking to the future? Is there any other programs on the, on the horizon that are, we're going to be rolling out? 
One of the other things that we realized that there was a need for is, you know, we have students who take these courses like the boot camp and advanced and vet, but they're still hungry, if you will, for more. And so they want to have as much compounding experience and knowledge about this as, as possible. So um, we launched a student clinical webinar series where students can partake in this webinar without traveling to Houston. So it's completely online. And they basically listen to a recording of one of our consultant pharmacists speaking on a topic. So for example, we've had um, BHRT or bioidentical hormone replacement. There's a part one and part two. We've had an autism webinar as well. And we're about to release a pain webinar. So these are opportunities for students to get past the dosage forms again and get into those clinical areas so they can actually learn what those needs are that the patients are requesting out there for and um, really kind of get a better grip on all of that before they go into a compounding setting so that they can really actively help their patients. For me personally, uh, when I was in the compounding uh, pharmacy and I was working, you know, learning basically BHRT and trying to... Uh, become more knowledgeable in that specific area within compounding. It's huge. So you want to be comfortable when you're a pharmacist, basically. And the webinar that we have that's available for students, I feel like, is so, so valuable um, as far as the information that it gets into, you know, symptoms, um, starting doses, things like that. So I really like to encourage the students to take the BHRT one specifically, but they are all really great, just like that, basically, what uh, Bindu was saying, that get into the clinical aspects, which is very, very important within compounding. Well, and this also allows our students to really, again, you know, just kind of frame themselves up for success when they're looking at positions with a pharmacist. So again, when we, when we have a member post a position on the job board, our students that apply will share their CV directly to the store, um, but they will also share what interactions they've had with PCCA. So if they've taken boot camp and they've taken advanced and they've taken vet, they can also share which webinars that they are familiar with and they've watched. So this, this gives them an edge, basically, from an employment perspective, because now they're showing up as a more qualified candidate than the next, and it's definitely a way to set them apart. So that was something really exciting. So what are next steps for you in the program? What is your vision of the future and where would you like to, to go in 2020 and beyond? We are looking to see how we can really continue to connect our student members with our PCCA pharmacy members. Um, I believe Mike mentioned at the beginning how we had um, students attending international seminar. We'd really like to look to having a student day, like basically a portion of student programming where if they're coming out there, we can have some information that's relevant to students, relevant to people getting that are interested in starting their own compounding practice, and um, even create a mentorship pr program eventually so that interested PCCA members that are willing to guide these students would have access to the students and the students would have access to their knowledge and just their um, advice and expertise. So those are some of the things that we're looking for um, in the future, but right now, nothing's definite. It's definitely interesting to see how motivated and engaged that they are uh, for them to come on their own volition and, and whether or not they want to attend international and learn more on their own is really impressive. Thinking back to when I was a student, I probably wouldn't have put myself in that position, but uh, it definitely is impressive to see individuals that are focused on one specific area of pharmacy and healthcare and that are invested in themselves. It's really, it is really inspiring to see what our students are, are doing. You know, we have certain students that have done 
everything they can with us. They've come to boot camp, they've come to advance, they've come to vet, which right there in and of itself are three trips to Houston. So just depending on where they're coming from, these students are putting time, energy, you know, into these courses and really, you know, going beyond what they have to do, which I think, you know, as a as an owner of a store, if you're an owner of a store and you're looking to hire somebody, you want somebody with that kind of motivation and dedication to the to the um the field. So I think that, you know, the fact that these students are now having the opportunity to travel to international seminar and they're doing it is just amazing to me. The student day would definitely be something really cool. I think so too, especially because this year was, uh, you know, one of the first years we've had a real student turnout and to have 12, 13 students coming here, you know, kind of again on their, on their own, um, I think it would be really great to have programming and, you know, basically kind of guide them if that's what they're looking for. Because I can only imagine they're coming to an event like this because they're interested. And, you know, to promote the profession, I feel like if we can do anything to help that, that would be awesome for all of us. I probably didn't do it justice because when I started the episode, I said that we had 13 individuals in attendance that were pharmacy students. And at first glance, it probably doesn't sound like much. But when you have 400 plus members that are in the audience, which is a significant amount, um, realizing that these are students. They have basically only their own profession and their own development in consideration. They don't have a story yet. They are individuals who are tied into PCCA, which is great to see. But that amount of 13 doesn't sound like much to the average listener, but means a lot to us. And I, and I know that number can definitely go up. Well, um, it would be definitely really great to see improvement there. And another thing that I think is really interesting for, um, you know, just our membership to realize is the students that were there, um, you know, they, some of them, you know, they came for various reasons. They, you know, some of them were on rotation, some of them won contests, different things like that. But something to keep in mind is like they were missing school to be there. So they had to make up classes. I had one student who had to make up a test. And so the fact that they were prioritizing this event because they felt like this was going to be important to her future and to, you know, connect with our members, it was really exciting to see, you know, them exchanging business cards and meeting people and introducing um, themselves to our members because this is our future. This is the future of pharmacy. So I, I, I'm going to ask, how many universities are you teaching at currently, roughly? We have probably about 75 to 85 school memberships that, you know, schools that we work with. Um, we probably travel and actually teach at about anywhere from six to eight schools where we do a remote boot camp on their campus. Um, I travel to guest lecture at different schools and I probably go to about 15 to 20. So we hit quite a few schools just, you know, just from the traveling alone. And then when we have an event at PCCA and we have a boot camp, you know, if we have a full class, which we often do, we're looking at 70 students, maybe 20 to 25 schools represented. So that's also another fun thing that I like to share with students. It's networking. Pharmacy is all about networking. You're going to meet new people, future colleagues, future employers, employees, all of that. So I think it's just really exciting for them to remember that, you know, making the, uh, taking the step to connect with other people is so, so important in pharmacy. So I've been fortunate that I've actually done a couple of boot camps with the Institute. You've invited me along. I've done them in Canada. I've done them kind of all over uh, the U.S. with you. I feel really fortunate, but uh, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us on this part. I look forward to continuing to work with your team and having this sort of impact on students uh, is just tremendous. And so I just want to say thank you again for all of the work. Can't wait to see what you roll out in the next year. Any, uh, any programs we've discussed and anything else you spring on us, because I'm sure it will be fun. 
but thank you so much. Mike, do you have any Yeah, and I think questions? going back to my initial statement when I had a chance to meet some of these individuals that were at International and then they recognized us from being on the podcast, I was kind of blown away that we did have an audience at the student level that was listening to this. They probably know more about us than they know about you guys. How does that feel? Well, they're going to know about us now, right? I think they will. And that was the whole reason why we wanted you guys to come on the contact. You have to be careful. They might take over because they're yeah. a pretty good team. They are. Well, I know they're joined at the hip. Um, and we, and we, we often joke around with them always being side by side. But you guys mean a lot to the pharmacy community. Everybody knows you. And that's something that's been really cool, too, over my course of time at PCCA, meeting a student. And then the first thing out of their mouth was, where's Bindu? <laughs> Um, and no offense to you, Jessica, I know she's been doing this for 12 years, and that's the first thing that people say whenever they're a pharmacy student is, where's Bindu, or I've been to PCCA because I was part of either a boot camp or um, I didn't intern there through U of H, et cetera, et cetera. So there's always this link back to us, which is really cool, and then not ignoring the fact that we do have a lot of students that are listening, but most importantly, how does this pertain to PCCA membership? So. Through the members-only website, they can link directly to the job board, but also find the Institute link, uh, which is at the bottom of the page, um, along with some of the other key uh, PCCA links that can be found for membership. So was is that the best way to contact you guys? Yeah, there is a link at the bottom of the members-only um, webpage that I believe says Pharmacy Student Courses. So if you click there, there is a way to contact us from the student page itself. Um, any inquiries can always come to PCCA Institute at pccarx.com. Um, we all see that email box, so either Jessica or myself or the team will see it. And, um, you know, one thing that I think is fun for people to know about is that, you know, we do have an active pres presence on social media. So if you want to follow us at compounding underscore profs, um, on Instagram. You can kind of see where we go, what we do, and that's a great resource for students so that if you see something that's interesting or you're interested in working with us or bringing the remote bootcamp to your school or coming out to PCCA, um, please contact us and we'll happy, be happy to get you guys connected. That's who you are. Yes. I think you guys followed me and I wasn't sure who it was. It's us. Uh-oh. We're following everybody. This is creepy. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys for having us on. This was really great. Um, you know, we hope that we brought some awareness to the Institute. And, you know, again, we hope to work with members, too, because everything we do is really for the future of compounding. And if we can help through students or, you know, job boards and things like that, that will be really great. Well, the future is definitely bright. I know it's a cliched statement, but you guys are part of that future. So thanks so much for what you guys do. Yes, thank you. Appreciate it. And thanks to all of our listeners out there for tuning into this week's episode. As always, a reminder to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And obviously to listen to the podcast, subscribe on Spotify or on iTunes. Until next time, I am Mike Delicio, and thank you for listening.